there a way to okay. turn it down? Log in? Yeah, you log in. No, no, you need to log in. I'm logging, that's fine. But. No, I want to see if comments appear. Just uh, getting the hang of this new system. Turn your volume down a little bit. Okay. Uh, Dustin? Dustin's oh, yeah. on top. Okay, Can you guys so get the F309 yet? No, no, no. Um, we were supposed to. Hey guys, the F309 we're yet? We were supposed, supposed to today. To today. Yeah. Um, but we didn't talk to Paul. Correct. So. Hi, Jason. No. So this is gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of. Yeah. So this is the first. Um, in the bay. First in the bay, and the first that we're using the new setup. The reason why we're in the bay is because we're running late because we're working on this VW, and mm -hmm. we had this system set up from last week, so we haven't had a chance to do anything with it yet. Right. So. So I'm guessing this is going to jump back and forth every time there's a comment. Yeah, probably. Uh, we yeah. did not post a podcast on Wednesday. Um, what happened Wednesday? Uh, we worked in this. Oh, yeah, that's right. We worked late on this, and that screwed up our time for the podcast. So, yeah. no. Hey, what's up, Corey? Well, damn. Um, yeah, so we didn't do a podcast Wednesday. Sorry. Sorry, Carlos. Um, but that was, yeah, so. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, we didn't do a a YouTube live because Fernando was out of town and I'm wearing a hat today because I put a big gouge in my head this weekend working on a Cadillac and I'm trying to keep all the dust and crap out of it so I'm not wearing a hat because uh, I like Stinger even though I do and I really like this hat but that's that's why I have a hat on so just Good in case cat. anyone's like what the heck what's up for PA so oh hey Haley how you doing hey Haley how's your ankle um, oh yeah you had yeah it was a real rough Saturday I come home I got a busted head she comes home she's got a busted ankle uh, you weren't here that one here I'm I had sorry. to work with uh, Ernie I'm so sorry um, yeah it was was not hello Dean and friend what's up, what's up Clint, Clint? Uh, you could just thought I missed it no nope, no nope, you didn't miss anything um, the balding life <laughs> yeah that's the messiest I ever see the top of your toolbox um, yeah. so yeah, it is a mess back there. Uh, it's actually a mess pretty much everywhere in the install bay right now because we're, we're remodeling the install bay. Um, changing everything. Changing everything except yeah. for, so everything's just kind of like getting put in places that they don't belong and it really sucks. Cause yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, it's really kind of, but hopefully this week we'll have it all done cause we haven't really even been filming much. Yeah. Because it's just really hard to move around in here. There's not a lot of room. Everything's just kind of like cobbled together. Like we got a bunch more of these guys here. So these are going to be nice. We'll be able to put a lot of the crap away. That yeah. And then um, 
Actually, this is being recorded on Fernando's new toolbox. We it just conveniently was perfect place on the floor for us to. Hey, right. the TV will fit. Hey, let's throw the mics and the cameras on there. So, I want to say thank you, Haley. What's up from Mississippi? Yeah. What's up, Nick? Um, so yeah. That's, yes. That's what's been going on so far. CJ says, "Hey, cool. Hi, CJ. Nice to have you home." Yeah. Um, so what do you got? Okay, so Danny say, hey Dean, how do you approach installing an amp under the seat with those heat vents? So there's two different ways we like to do it when we have heat vents underneath the seat. For one, in Florida, very rarely do people use heat, so that's really not a big issue for us. But two, um, what we'll do is we'll try to lift the amplifier up above and extend the heat, uh, the heat thing back if it has one. Or we'll just, uh, t we have insulation tape, we'll just tape it off all together and insulate it so that the heat stops there. Um, but that's usually what ends up happening with that. So, all right. Yeah. Um, Elias, Elias Peña Lopez, he, Thanks, actually, um, he actually made shirts. Nick, who? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I Elias? see yep, Yeah, yep, yep. So he said he's going to send us a shirt. Okay. Shirts. So extra large? And large. And medium. No, medium. medium. Really? I'm medium. not that big, man. Come medium on. and extra large. I like them loose. Yeah. I like um, them loose. Yeah, but definitely I send you a message on from here, man. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see. What's up from New York? That's uh, Fernando's new roll around right there. That's, he loves that thing. Oh, yeah, I love that. It's a little go kart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you guys notice, like, like, like right. Here, the the boxes are fewer and far between. We went through all the boxes, even on the shelf that you can't see. We yep. went through all those boxes and we're throwing. We threw away a ton of stuff that I was like, "Wow, I didn't even know we had." Um, all right, uh, 2013 Ford Fusion with sync. Uh, the large screen version. Yeah. I want to add subwoofer amp to the factory system. Uh, some say that that's impossible because of the sound canceling. What do you think? The Ford? Yes, Ford Fusion. Let's think. No, no problem. Yeah, but the, it shouldn't be a problem. No. Ford doesn't have noise canceling. Ford has fake engine noise. Yes. Um, so, it, okay, if it doesn't have the Sony system, then you know, just tap into the rear speakers and you'll be okay. If it has the Sony system, buy the Amp Pro and just plug it in and get the RC outputs. Um, without a scope it's really hard to see fake engine noise in the front speakers and that's usually where it's at if yep. it has it mm -hmm. but the rear speakers typically don't so you should be able to tap into the rear speakers and be good to go yeah all right thank you troy and you can come on low rider dolly yeah uh christian how do i eliminate the turn on pop when i turn my head unit so you're going to want to test to see what's going on, like make sure you have good grounds um, on the amplifier as well as the radio. If you're just getting turn on pop with the radio, then you, I, I need to know information. So for example, like Ford radios, older Ford radios would have mm -hmm. turn on, turn on and off pop because in the amplifier uh, for the subwoofer it needed a 5 volt turn on and if you put a 12 volt turn on on it then it would pop. Sometimes amplifiers have turn off pop. Um, for the Ford, you just use a Volt 3.9 from PAC, and that fixes that. But 
it, it just depends. You sh you know, turn on pop is not real common anymore, and typically it has to do with grounding issues if it does have it. Um, something else or something on the accessory that's like if you like if you use a big relay yeah. and it's hooked up to accessory when that relay turns on you'll get a pop through the accessory. So it, it, there's a lot more information we we need. So you might want to email or text Fernando after the show, and we can take a look at it with Mike. Just send a message on, on Facebook right here on this page. Um, we'll see what we can come up with. Yes, O'Neill. Uh, how do I get to you guys to do my truck next year? I'm driving to downtown Disney. Just give a Paul a call. Yeah, and then it's an hour and forty-five minutes from Disney to here. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Also, Troy Johns say uh, he want to come down here. He's from Savannah, Georgia. We have a customer from Georgia. Yeah, we just yeah. had a guy drive down last week yeah. or the week after from Atlanta. Real nice yes. guy. Yes. Uh, what's up, David? Derek, if you Dean and Fernando have helped you out, please give it the Google review. And a lot of you guys have. Thank you, Derek. And, and um, thank you so much for giving us. There, there's been a slew of good Google reviews. Good googly goo. Um, and, and I want to thank you guys. I, I've been meaning to, to do that on the show. Um, thanks so much for all your support. And it has, it has, it's been awesome. So, yeah. Thanks. Yep. Thanks a lot. Yes. Uh, Ashley, say hello. Hey, what's up, Ashley? Um, what's Corey's thing up there? Corey, 2018 F-150. Um, as a quick fix, installing a Kappa. 93 IX coax, three-way, uh, three yes, in the doors, in Alpine R types, tweeters, and the pillars, sound okay, but the factory deck, I'm about to upgrade to an amp, and I'm worried about it might be too high, too high heavy with the three-way and the tweeter, would you recommend replacing with a Morel Temple, Ultra 692 components? Or something at least. Um, I mean, okay, so there, there's a lot to consider in this question um, outside of, of just that question. Okay, so a, a lot of the times it's like, do, if, if adding too much power to the speaker and it, should I do this, should I do yeah. that, and there's a part two to that now, tempos for front, integration. Alpine or will running a Alpine Universal for the front and one rear plenty of power should I upgrade audio control okay so here's the key audio uh, all right power is key power it, it rules over everything regardless of speaker regardless of anything power 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 yeah you have to have power to make speakers move and sound good now crossover is essential for power so you know, most speakers are rated at, let's say, 45 watts by 4, 90 by 4, something like that. And that's usually in a full bandwidth. That's not a limited bandwidth, which is what a crossover would do. So once you add a crossover, your power handling goes up drastically. So, you know, the, by limiting the movement of the speaker, you can increase the power handling of said speaker. We have a, we have a, actually have a video from the install bay of what is a crossover doing to my speaker where we take a cheap mm -hmm. speaker and a high-end speaker and we let one play the crossover with a lot of power that it's capable of and then we take a cheap speaker and yeah. we power it with the same amount of power, we just turn the crossover up so it's limiting its movement because it can't move as much. So, 
you're never going to have too much power most of the time when it comes to a high zamp. It's just getting the crossover point set right. And then, of course, don't run the gains wide open and clip the crap out of it constantly. And that's that's the other, that's the third part of that equation mm -hmm. is make sure your gains are set properly because everyone always confuses gains with volume knobs and they want to turn them up or they feel like, oh, my gain is only halfway up. I'm not getting everything out of the amplifier. Most of the time, gains are all the way down, as close yeah. to down as possible. You don't want to run them up. So... You know, obviously the Morels are a nicer speaker, if that's the question we're asking. It's, it's a much nicer speaker. So, yeah, I mean, it, buy the nicer product. As far as, like, the difference between a 455U and, and the Audio Control 4.800, um, it's a 50 watt by 4 little brick amp. It'll run those, those Kappas and stuff like that just fine. But, I mean, if you really want power and good sound and all that, then go for the Audio Control. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your it's your audio system. Spend as much money as you can to get the best sound that you want. It's not going to hurt. All right. Hey, guys. I'm from Chicago. I have a Chevy Cobalt uh, with the Pioneer Amplified System. If I install a Pioneer 2330 NEX, oh. could I use my factory amp for the speakers and run a subwoofer RCA from the head unit to the separate amp and sub? What kind of car was it? It's a Chevy Cobalt. I mean, yeah, I mean, as far as Chevys go, what year? Uh, this is... He don't say. I mean, for the most part, if your car has a factory amplifier, nine times out of ten you can turn on the factory amplifier. The problem is, is if you want to change the speakers, most of the time you have to bypass the amplifier because usually the car manufacturers either use two ohm speakers or they use some funky ohm resistance speakers like a Bose does to get the proper sound out of that amplifier. When you go and change that, you get mixed results. So... Um, if you're keeping the factory speakers, yes, you can take your aftermarket radio and power them up, power up the amplifier, and you can run an RC out of that and go into a sub-amp. But if you're trying to use your factory amplifier in lieu of getting a real amplifier, that's not going to work out. Yeah. All right. Uh, ¿Qué tal, Ivan? ¿Cómo estás? Uh, let's see. Real quick. Uh, uh, Jason, uh, say... Yeah, did we do the key yet? I yeah, if you, we no, did the key yet. No, really, not yet. You got them yet? Wow. Yeah. Apparently we're like mushrooms over here. We, yeah, you know, nobody cares no about us. Anything. Uh, I think about getting a Morel monoblock. What are your thoughts on the Morel amps? Um, we're just starting to look at the Morel stuff. I haven't had a chance to dig deep into them, so I, I don't know enough about it to really answer that. All right, uh, Jacob say, hey guys, I have a 1999 Honda Civic with the stock electrical. I plan to install two Sundown SA12s and a 1500 watt through power amp. Um, I have a large XS power second battery. Will be straining? Straining, yeah. Okay. Straining my electrical with this amp? Um, I mean, yeah, yes. Yes, it is. At the end of the day, yes. Um, you know, your factory electrical system is only designed to do so much. So, you know, should every guy that builds a system put in an alternator? Yes. Is it reasonable? No. It all just depends on how you're going to play it. I mean, if you're a balls-to-the-wall, all-day-long kind of guy, then you need to build it that way. Um, if all you're going to be doing is, you know, on the way to work when you're constantly moving, having a good time, you should be okay. Um, second battery is always a great option. I don't know if you mentioned that. Uh, to increase the capacitance, meaning for those moments where you're not 
killing it and you're just driving normal, your alternator is still charging to have a second battery in there that can take advantage of that extra power that your car is generating and store it is a good idea. Um, also the second battery is nice because you can just plug it in the wall at night and charge it back up if you need to. It's a little bit cheaper than adding a second alternator. But if you're going to be a loud, crazy SPL guy, then you're going to have to build accordingly. All right, Troy, say hey. Uh, here's a question: I have a Phoenix Goal 1100 watts point one on some Flex Audio 12. Don't know if you heard about them. No. They are 1600 watts and 800 watts RMS. Cool. Uh, is that power right to do both? Well, okay, so whatever RMS is, you know, so like a, a speaker will say it's 800 RMS. Okay, you don't put 800 watts to it, you put 400 watts to it. You know, because an amplifier, who knows if it's a real rated amplifier or not, but most amplifiers, you know, if it's a good amplifier that's, let's say, 900 watts, um, two 800 watt RMS speakers on a 900 watt amp is, is about right, and that's just for an example. Um, so... Yeah, whatever RMS is, I typically divide that in half, and that's the power I want to give something. That's just, just a ballpark figure. Usually works pretty well. We run into that a lot where, like, an Alpine R-series woofer handles 1,000 watts RMS, mm -hmm. and Alpine used to make a 1,000-watt amplifier. So yes. everyone would buy a 1,000-watt amp, 112, put it on there, and it would last all of five minutes. And then they'd come in and be like, I don't know what happened. And be like, well, for one, you bought it off the Internet, and you didn't know enough about it. But two... It doesn't handle a thousand Tom, watts. Tom from Jamaica, what's going on? Watts. So yeah. that's a good rule of thumb that we use as far as that goes. All right, uh, Tyrone, say, hey guys, I have a Pioneer 2330 NEX installing in my 2015 Altima SV. Last week, everything works properly except for the call answer button and hang up button. Doesn't work. The installer told me that the Nissan have to have it blocked out for the aftermarket radius. That's not true. That's not true. No, definitely it's not true. Um, I don't know what module he used. Doesn't matter. Um, this, this guy right here. This is a BTSWCNI1. And what it is, is it's a loop through because the Nissans have an out external Bluetooth module and you have to loop them through back into the radio so you go to the Bluetooth module that's typically located underneath either the driver or passenger seat or the back passenger rear panel. If you go to pack-audio.com, look up an SWIRC or just download the app for the SWICP2, it'll tell you usually for your car where that module is located. Just unplug it, plug that thing in and you get your buttons. All right, uh, Raphael say... We'll have to program him in, but that's, that's what needs to be done. He was clearly lazy. <laughs> All right, uh, Raphael say installing a Pioneer uh, 9601 and a full channel in the audio control. Uh, I'm not getting signal from the sub side of the audio control and getting a low humming humming noise humming noise uh, on the front speakers with the radio with the radio off. 2017 Hyundai Sonata, no factory amp. So what speaker did he tap into for the subwoofer? Mm. Doesn't affect your amp, so no, he's running two amps, like ninety six oh one and a full channel. Right. With the audio control, uh, he don't say what tap for the signal. Yeah. Um, hmm. 
I'd need more information on that one. I mean, typically, yeah, yeah. Maybe send Fernando more information and, and a message, and we'll see if we can. I can that I can out. reply right here in your comment in the yeah. end of the in the end of the uh, the live what's, show. What's, uh, does he say what what audio control he's using? No. So yeah, we need to know like what audio control you're using and where yeah. you tapped in that kind of thing. Um, typically, if it's a no sound, like if you're getting no sound, they're, they're, okay. So there's there's a couple things that happen in, in a modern car. A lot of these cars need load resistance. Um, because their radios, uh, their, their digital amplifiers now, they're Class D built into these radios, and um, when they don't see the 4-ohm or 2-ohm load on, on them, they, they turn off their sound. That's, what, that's a, a thing called load resistance. Um, and when that happens, you, you get no sound. Audio controls don't have load resistance built into them. What's up, Rudy? What's up, Brandon? Eric? Um, I don't know where I put it. Uh, he used the LCQ-1. LCQ-1. Yeah. Um, so the easiest way to test it, audio control does make a load resistor. L, L, LGD, LGD? LGD, something like that. LGD. I, I, was, yes. I, I have one yes. back there somewhere. I couldn't find it. Um, the easiest thing to do is to take, if you've disconnected all the speakers, put the LCQ-1 in, and then, you know, what you'd want to do is just take one of the speakers and put it onto the input side of the LCQ-1 so you put the load back onto that channel and see if you get sound then. Because what, what you need to do is load the amplifier back down to see if it turns on. Yeah. Um, and then if it does, then you know you need a load resistor. All right, uh, can you, uh, Robert? Can you recommend a front dash cam, rear cam to record? Any thoughts on the wireless one? Um, we got this one here to play with. This is a uh, Thinkware. These guys right here um, that we're gonna do. We're gonna play with a little bit and see how they work. Uh, supposedly these are pretty nice. So. All right, Danny say if in my day does if in my deck doesn't clip uh, when it's a full volume, it's an alpine, uh, it's a four wall output. Uh, it's a good idea to use the multimeter to set my gains. Plus the amps give RMS ratings, and I have old school rougher rock for fuzz gate. Yeah, I mean, if you can do the math to, to, to see where your voltage needs to be and your Alpine doesn't clip, which Alpines do clip, because um, we've tested them, we, we know there's some clipping there. Uh, yeah, you could, you could do the, you know, the, the, okay, so the trick with the whole voltage using the digital multimeter is just pick a spot on the volume knob where you want it to be. So, you know, if it goes up to 50 and you pick 45, just use 45 as that's always going to be max power. Um, and once you yeah. do that, then then you'll be okay. All right, uh, JT, it's watching from Texas. Hey, thank you. Uh, let's see, Justin, have you done any install on the DSR one? Uh, I sold mine Moscone six to eight a while ago. Uh, like a Bluetooth interface option? Um. No, actually, the only thing we've done with the DSR one is the, the, the couple reviews. the videos that we did on it to show yeah. everyone how to work them. Um, 
it's still a, a, a fairly new piece that that Paul has to integrate into selling that was one of the reasons why we did the video so that he could figure out how to sell the thing um, but no we're actually gonna be doing one on it here shortly within the next month or so because we're gonna be putting one in Fernando's car yay um okay so William Martel uh will the sub side of the Alpine PDX V9 have the power to run two kicker comp RT shallow mounts yeah yeah it'll do that just fine any power yeah uh Brian finally got you guys live thank for all you info and helps thank you you're welcome uh Troy say dual forums for what uh, is that on the PDX V9? I think so. No, that was um the Phoenix Gold and the 600 watts RMS, um, 600 watts, 800 RMS. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, Justin, have you guys done? No, are you ready? Are you ready? Did that? Hi guys, from I love the show, David. What is your opinion on the massive audio? Oh, yeah, they gave me a shirt. Didn't they give me a shirt once? Massive? Yeah. No, Matt's. That was Matt's. Oh, that was Matt's? Yeah, that was Matt's. Um, What's up, Giancarlo? Have you ever worked with Massive? Huh? Have you ever worked with Massive? I work with Massive. What did you do? They they nice. Small amps. You know, they fit under the seats. Mom's on the show. Hi. Hi, Mom. Um, so there you go. Yeah, they're good. I've never actually worked with them, so I wouldn't. They have like a. I know they like make a really crazy, small ones. Yeah, crazy. Big ones. Crazy big ones. Like they they tiny, but they good. Yeah. Um, okay. Hey, guys. Tiny good. Hey, guys. I, <laughs> <laughs> I say it's good. It's good. Uh, hey, guys. I have a 2017 Nissan Frontier. I'm waiting to change out the head unit and rating the steering wheel controls uh, okay. retaining the steering yep. wheel controls yep. Yep. I have done some research I look like uh, it will be a pain in the butt but what do you think? it's uh, a 2017? 2017 Nissan Frontier I mean anytime you do you, uh, okay hmm. that I, was not like the Nissan Titan that you can what? we didn't have that one yet for the Titan no there wasn't anything available for it. That's what I'm saying. It's I don't know. Like I'd, I'd have to check. Like there might be. Well, the Titan, I don't know. I mean, okay, so regardless of the car, anytime you're doing steering wheel controls, you, you know, a lot of guys like to use the Metro piece, the AS, what is it, the ASWC1 or something like that. But anyways, we like using the pack modules. Yes. Um, if you want to get an idea of how to do stereo control modules both manufacturers pack and metro slash access if you go to their websites you can type in make model you're the car and they'll give you very detailed instructions as far as how to program in the stereo controls now i prefer the pack modules because with the pack modules you uh the cp2s program themselves but it's real easy to change the program. You just push a button, and it's like programming a universal control. You hit a button, you hit a button, you hit a button, you hit a button. Um, so it's real simple that way. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the other companies because it makes life, there's, they're harder. Um, and I'm not, and there again, to the guys that use them all the time, they're a piece of cake because they totally understand them, but yep. we don't. Um, so 
But what I would suggest doing is going to either access or pack or both and looking at the instructions. It's not going to be impossible. It's 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 just it's usually three to four wires. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, if you read the instructions, you know. Yeah. A lot of people get scared. A lot of the times, too, the funny thing is with a lot of the instruction manuals. I was scared the first time. Well, of course you were. Well, you used to bring them over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I used to, like, hey, I don't know. I can figure it out. The thing that irritates me when. Okay, so we'll we'll take a tangent here. The thing that irritates me about steering wheel control modules is that most of the time the steering wheel control wires are in the main harness, but they're not pinned in the main harness. So, you know, you have a plug that plugs in. And it's like the, the the wires are there, and it's like oh great, but they're not pinned. So then you yeah. you know we, I typically will go grab a second harness, pull some pins out of that harness, and put them into the existing harness, so I don't have to cut the the factory wiring harness to tie in steering wheel controls because it's just silly. Um, but that's something too to keep in mind is that when you go and you look, you could see is it the main harness that it's in, and how you'll know that like I know on on this the the pack audio stuff when you look up a cp2 um it'll mm-hmm. tell you like power because you have to tap power accessory and ground so it will tell you where to get those and if they're in the big if the wires for your steering controls are in that same harness then if you buy two harnesses yeah. you can depin one and put in those wires into that harness to make life easier okay All go right. ahead ask an uh, what amp do you recommend for one kicker 15 CVR? 601, the 601. You know, the kicker 601 is really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be fun. All right, uh, Brandon, I have a 2003 Chevy Silverado with an Alpine uh, W265BT. That's a head unit. Um, any fix for a bad radio reception? I try a few different antenna adapters. So there's a couple different things that cause bad radio reception. It's not necessarily the radio that has bad battery, bad reception. It depends on a couple things. You said you tried different radio adapters. Were they amplified or non-amplified? Because that's key. So most cars nowadays have either an amplified antenna adapter built in the antenna adapter or they have a turn-on in the harness that turns on the amplifier for the antenna. So it's not like a power antenna, it's just because most car antennas are short, they need to be, there's a booster in built into them that turns on. Um, And that needs to be turned on. If it doesn't get turned on, you get crappy reception. The second thing that causes a lot of the times crappy FM reception is if you have um, a class D amplifier in the car. So for example, if you have a sub in the trunk, or the back of the car, well, if the antenna is in the back and you have a Class D amplifier that isn't shielded in the back of the car, then you're going to get reduced FM reception as well because Class D amplifiers bleed FM and they cause your FM reception to suck. So there's a couple things there that that are going on that that can cause bad reception. And then, of course, at the end of the day, it could just be a bad FM tuner or a bad antenna. Sometimes the masts or the, the, you know, something will come loose or break depending on the car. Now, real quick, back to that Nissan. Um, This is the uh, Control Pro app from uh, PAC. And so what this is telling us is that these, these are the steering wheel control wires right here. And then as you scroll up, this, this is it. So this is the main wiring harness of the car. And we can tell that because it's showing us that the constant 12 volts 
and that the ground and the accessory are all pinned into this harness. That means that the rest of the steering wheel controls are also in here. So if you buy two of the factory wiring harness adapters, which is like the 7551, I think, something like that. Yeah. It's probably wrong. Then you can unpin those, something out of the, the, the dummy one, or the, you know, the one you're going to throw away or whatever, into that, and then you don't have to cut anything. All right. Okay. Um, JT say, I just put an audio control D4800 in my 2015 Mustang. Yeah. I raised my center channel, it's playing before. Yeah. Now the rest do processing. Is there a cheap way to timeline my center channel? Is there any reason to keep it? No, we would always, anytime we do a Ford that has a center channel, that's the first thing that goes, the center channel. Anytime we do, center channels typically don't last long as far as the installation goes. That's usually the first thing to go. Yeah. Uh, and the, the F-150s we do, we do away with the center channel yeah. because there, most of the time we are doing some form of time correction and there's just no place for it. Yep. Um, and if you do time correction right at the end of the day, you really don't need a center channel. Did he get the LC or the D? Uh, the, the, the D. So you have a D, there's really no reason for the center channel. If you set that uh, delay up properly on that, it should sound like there is a center channel. Mm -hmm. um, in which case, yeah, just disconnect it. All right, uh, how do I remove the engine sound that goes to my amplifier? I did the installation and I run the, the cable separate like you guys say. Um, the ground is good, directed to the chassis. There is no engine sound into the speakers. So if you're talking about like an engine whine, like a that's alternator whine. Um, Okay, I'm confused. It's like it's no, it's, it's not engine sound to the speakers. It's to the amplifier. Hmm. Uh, Either way, it, it sounds to me like he's talking about engine wine. If you're talking about engine wine, um, it's going to depend on the products that you're using, not necessarily how you run it. Some products have aren't aren't. Some products just create noise. Um, the other thing too is. You know, running signal down one side, power down the other, that's great. You have to make sure you have a good amplifier. You have to make sure you have a good ground. That's important. You have to make sure you have a good ground at the amplifier and at the radio and that the car has a good ground. The other thing, too, is you have to make sure that the car battery is strong and new. Um, what's his name the other day? Came and called and said, Dude, I got engine noise. And I was like, Dude, replace your battery. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve? He, Steve, yeah, yeah. He replaced his battery, came back in, and he says, yeah, it was That's the battery. It. The, the, the battery was um, a problem. Yeah. yeah, the battery was just three years old and it yeah. was garbage. Uh, there's also, what are the noise filters? The LC, LC1s? LC1s. LC1s. PAC makes the LC1 noise filters, the ground loop isolator. You can Sometimes those. amplifiers just don't come built with really good ground loop isolation in them yeah. or any form of, of noise filtering built into them. You can add in an LC1 and um, is it an LC or is it a... What is it? LC. Does it LC1? Yeah. Okay. So you can add in a pack LC1, plug them right in, engine noise gone. All right. Uh, Rafael say I have the sound from the full channel, but not from the sub. So I have the audio control speaker resistors. So he got the resistors. Okay. The full channel, it's, it's good. Right. But it's no sub signal. What's up, Dave? It's not like you have to turn it on. No, because that, that's the full channel. Well, if it's a four channel, you just have to select the output. You have to select five and six as an output. 
So, but if you're just running... SCQ1? Um, oh, is it LCQ1? Mm -hmm. Ah, mm, yeah, so... Alright, LCQ1s can be a real pain in the butt. Um, there are dip switches inside that sum the... So if you just... Okay. So if you're running an LCQ1, which is four inputs, meaning front and rear, and you're not getting a sub, then you want to pull it apart and check to make sure that the jumper for for uh, turning turning on the rear output to sum to the subwoofer, not sum, actually, to feed a signal into the rear outputs. The rear output to feed into the sub output, there's a jumper for that. You have to make sure that's on. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's not, obviously you have to jump it. The other, the easiest way to test that would be to just run, take like your rear output and plug it into the into the sub and see if the subs turn on. You need to have the channel one plugged in to give you uh, the GTO circuit, so you get great turn on. But two typically needs to two feeds the sub. So if that jumper is not on, you're not going to get bait. You're not going to get a sub output. All right. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Okay, let's see how you guys work with the Stetson amps. No. No. No, not at all. Uh, good night, five star Trinidad here. Hey. I hope you have a blessed night. Thank, thank you, you. Thank too. you, Bernie. Uh, let's see. Um, thank you for the helping videos. Hello from Georgia, Rosalind. Hey. Uh, hey, hey, W to one in your bay. What are you guys doing to it? Um. So. The main function, the main purpose of the bay was we bought the we bought the shop back, the big vacuum, and we wanted to to, to incorporate that into actually doing something yeah. other than just having a big ass vacuum that sits in the corner. So the whole idea was to move the routers and the table saw and the panel saw into a position that we could take advantage of the big vacuum we got. Then. In the process of all that, we had a fire marshal inspection where uh, some of the work that had been done on the building yeah. wasn't up to code, so we had to fix that because we ran our air hoses through the drywall. Mm -hmm. and apparently, we weren't supposed to do that, so we had to pull our air hoses out, patch the walls. So the process of doing that, and then we moved Fernando's. You know, Fernando's always on the opposite side of me in the videos. He's going to go to the other side. side. So now we're both on the same side. So that makes the air hoses just all go down one side. And then all the wood, not woodworking, but plastic working yeah. routers and all that in the vacuum are going to be where Fernando's station was. And then generally just going through every corner of the install bay and fixing things that need to be fixed and putting stuff where it needs to be and you know just just looking at every corner and trying to maximize the efficiency of where everything needs to go. So, oh yeah, where's Tony? UK Tony. Good call. Yes, Jason. exactly. Oh, I don't know. Huh? Maybe he's sick. Um, Fire Marshal Bill, yeah. I no, know. he's not Bill. He's a douche. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> not that yeah, we don't need to go there. Uh, so it's just a matter of, of looking at everything. And once we're done, we'll do a hey, you know, we'll do a, a 360 to show everybody, you know, what we've come up with. Um, yeah. But it's just a matter of getting everything. You know, it's like we. I've been in this bay for seven years. And What's it's, up, Chris? It's like you just keep piling on piling on piling on piling, and it's 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 sometimes you just need to stop and figure out, okay, what are we doing? Yep. And 
some things can stay the way they are and then some things need to change just to make things more efficient and you know just some things you just get tired of looking at like I like you know the pioneer boxes that hold all the excess crap that we have are great yes. but when a box sits on the shelf for five years full of stuff that you never actually use why in the hell do you have it so <laughs> Yeah. That's 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 what's going on there. Uh, David say, are you guys going to carry the Kenwood DNX 995S? Yeah. As soon as they come in, we'll do a review. Trust me, everyone's waiting for that. Um, it's not scheduled to be here till next month sometime. So. Where can I get uh, SMD DD1? What's that? Where can I get the uh, SMD DD1? Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, Steve Mead, they, they make as many as they can and they ship them out. I mean, they're all still handmade, so when he has them up, you got to buy them. I mean, over Christmas time, he put up some of the, uh, the DD1 Pluses, and I was fortunate enough to be scanning through Amazon. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, crap, they're in stock. I bought it that day because they, they, he's in and out of them. But, right. yeah, check Amazon. John Howard, uh, where is the price on your typical install you do? Oh, Paul. Uh, yeah, that'd be a Paul thing. Yeah. Uh, I, so the question was, we want to see more install bay diaries. And yeah, we would, okay. So I know they're tough, but I love them. Um, so the average install bay diaries takes five hours to edit. We do, right now, we're trying to do two a week. Yeah. So that's 10 hours of edit time. So, plus we still do uh, four other show, two other shows, and then the two live shows. Um, and those two other shows typically take, depending on what they have to be, because <laughs> sometimes we don't have anything. So like Monday we had a, the big, we had that huge, uh, we had Lolo's big install diary. So we had three last week. We had two short ones and one long one. Yeah. So, you know, we, I, I there, there's, it's not that they're hard they're just time consuming and, and we're trying to stick to a schedule of you know having them Friday Thursday and Friday just because it works out that way sometimes we have it on a Monday so at most there'll be three at the minimum there's two um, and you know they're of various lengths depending on how busy the day was sometimes I don't get started started on them until 11 o'clock at night and so then I'm up till two three in the morning trying to get them up and done uh, so, we, you know, we, we come out with as many of them as we can mm -hmm. and as, as, as in-depth as we can, depending on the time that we have to do them. And, you know, my thought is, is if it's one car or three cars, we try to make them as, as interesting as possible, as give you as much information as we can, and not waste your time. So, you know, I, I don't want to just come out with crap. To, to, to just turn out crap you know you guys like the videos you love the way we edit them and we want to make sure that we keep doing them that way sometimes they, we have a lot that we can do, get done like uh, Lolo's edit because I had yeah. you know I started editing at like 8.30 and finished at 2 and I had tons of time to do it and other times like with the uh, amp rewire and the Chevy Tahoe you know, that was three hours, it's all I had to do it, and there's a bunch more stuff that we filmed that day, which you'll get to see, Yeah. but it's just, I had to chop it into that because that was all I had time to do before I passed out. <laughs> yeah. So, and there again, we, you know, I just don't want to make videos to make videos. I mean, I could slap these things together real quick, but what fun would that be, you know? Yeah. We want to make sure that they're good. 
All right, uh, Rudy say later, guys. I gotta go. Income tax is coming, and I gotta go buy more um, tools for our shop. There you go. See you guys later. Cool. All Love right. tools. I know, right? Uh, let's see. I have a Pioneer 8800, and I can get the ARC app to connect to it for the EQ. Do you guys have any problems? If you said, do you fix it? Um, the first thing you'd want to do is make sure that the 8800 is up to date because it's an 8800, chances are good, the software on it is, is out of date. Uh, check that. The other thing too is make sure you go into the smartphone settings and make sure if it has that. Does that one have the smartphone settings? I thought it did. Um, check to see if there is a smartphone settings. If it has one, make sure you tell it either Android or iPhone. Um, I know that, I, honestly, we shot that video like a year and a half, two yeah. years ago, so I don't really remember. And even though the ARC app is cool, we don't get a lot of people using it. Yeah. So, something, something, but yeah, it's it's going to be one of those two things that's causing you the, the grief. Uh, do you guys get uh, like an unpaid on business during the tax season? Yes, we get a, yeah, of course. Tax season's great. Tax season, yeah, we, that's... <laughs> You know, we picked the perfect time to start the remodel. Thank you, Fire Marshal, because it's like the busiest time for us. So, you know, we're having to do like 20 minutes here, half hour there, um, and then of course keep up the pace of the yeah. show. So it's 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 been it's been a struggle. <laughs> Sean, do you guys ever do installs on the RVs? Uh, yes, but not much. Mainly not much. because we don't have a lot of room in our parking lot for an RV. Be outside, so, so we can't really park them out back. We've worked on a couple out front. It's just a hassle. Uh, so we do have a guy that does mobile work that we that we recommend that will take care of the RVs most of the time. That's what he does. He just drives around and does stuff. So, yeah. Um, do you guys sell JL? No. No. No, we don't. Uh, let's see. Do you recommend the SMD or a handheld oscilloscope? Um, JDS, yeah, too, yeah. You know, okay, so the DD1 is a one-trick pony, okay, as far as it's, it detects clipping. That's it. That's all it does. Yeah. Um, and that's nice if that's all you're doing. Like, when we pull out a DD1, we pull that out instead of a scope because we're testing for clipping. So it, it, that's what we want it to do. That's why we use it. A scope will do that, and so much more, because the scope also has a voltometer. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of things that a scope will do. That's why we have both. But yeah. you know, Thank if, you, David. if you're gonna use, you know, depends on what you're trying to do. I mean, I, personally for me, I think a scope would be unless you're a 24/7 installer like we are. I think a scope would be a better buy. You know, because yeah. you could do so much more with it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ron, what program do you use to edit? Uh, I'm a Mac guy, so I edit everything in iMovie. All right. Fred, uh, best amp for two 12s, I have a Punch 50 Roger. Roger? Roger. Punch 50? Yes. I have Punch 50 Roger. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I have 212s. 212s. Uh, they sound for 212s. Hot punch. I mean, it depends on the 212s. I mean, if, you know, if we're just talking like some moderately priced 212s, I mean, there again, 
you know, 500 watt amp is, is, is the key. I mean, Alpine makes a 500, Rockford makes a 500, Kicker makes a 500, JL makes a 500, everyone makes a 500 by one. Um, 212s, the reason why 212s are great is because it's 500 watts. So yep. just pick up a nice 500 watt amp from your favorite manufacturer. All right, Mark, uh, what are you using to crimp the larger ferrules, like a four gauge or a gauge? Typically we don't crimp the four and eight gauge ferrules because they barely fit into the amplifiers as it is. We just let the amplifier, when the screw goes down, crimp those up. Mm -hmm. um, we've bought a couple large ferrule crimpers. Um, most of them are square, so we've been testing those out on the Rockford amps because mm -hmm. they they have a square. Um, and it's mm -hmm. it's been okay. Uh, we haven't really talked about it much because we're still trying to f see if it's even worth it. Okay, uh, Ronnie say, are you guys aware of the Pioneer DSP processor? It's old, but I'm looking for some with surround sound effects. Can you recommend any? Right now, no one really, that, yeah, I mean, the 90s DSP, cool, or early 2000s processors like that, uh, they just don't exist much anymore because everyone's, which is funny because, you know, the simulated hall, church, stadium, all that fun stuff. I mean, it's still there. I don't know why they, but no, everyone's walked away from that. So yeah. All right. Uh, JD say I have a old Alpine CDA ninety eight eighty seven. Yeah. With the yep. what do you say? Yeah. Yep. I'm looking for the new head unit. What do you recommend for the best source? Uh, I mean, if you're an Alpine guy, definitely check out an Alpine. Um, Alpine has a couple. They just came out with two new radios, but I think they're on the their low-end entry-level side. Really, Alpine keeps their CD players in their lineup now for about three years. Yeah. See you, Jason. See you, buddy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just check out the Alpine stuff. It's still the best-sounding, you know, one of the best. Okay, I like Alpine. So, yeah. to me, you know, like an Alpine single DIN is a great-sounding single DIN. The problem with them is... That Bluetooth is is typically antiquated when it comes to everyone else. So yep. as long as you're not worried about Bluetooth, uh, definitely check out the Alpines. They sound great. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Everybody say thank you. Thank you for your info. Uh, what what process do you go through to make sure it's safe to go to the floor when you mount uh, an amp under the seat? Okay, so we never screw through the floor when we're mounting an amp under the seat. Yeah. So that's that's the easiest way to make sure. Um, anytime we're going to mount an amp under the seat, there's we're going to do two one of two things. We're either a going to use one of the seat bolts, and that we'll use uh, eighth inch plastic that's thin enough to where it can we'll make like an H shape that goes out and goes underneath the seat the seat bolts or T shape that goes underneath the seat bolts or two. We're going to use, typically there's a, a, a frame rail of some kind that's holding the seat in place. Yeah. We'll, we'll rivet like into those. We'll make a 90 and, and come, you know, make an S shape or something that attaches it into there. Um, but we're never going through the floor of the car. Uh, in the past, um, you know, back in the day, yeah, you know, drywall screw right through the floor and pray to God that you don't hit the brake lines or whatever else is under there. Um, <laughs> Hondas typically run their brake lines up underneath the driver's seat. Uh, plus, there's all kinds of wiring up underneath the seat under the carpet. So, it, yeah, we've we've we don't go through the floor anymore ever. Um, I mean, probably haven't 
I haven't personally done that in well since I've been here. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's just not worth it. Uh, but yeah, so that's how we solve that issue. All right, uh, what navigation I need for my Pioneer NEX? Oh wait, you know, there's one third other thing that we do. Uh, so we also do a sand, what's called a sandwich. So yes, um, in some of the big trucks and stuff where there's no way, like I just did a Dodge Ram, there was no way, the amp was small. So what we'll do is we'll make our amp board and then we'll make a second amp board that slides between the carpet and the board and then we'll sandwich the two together. So we'll bring screws in, so the carpet is, is holding the amplifier's board in place. Yeah. But we're not going through the floor. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, what did I say? Um, what I need to get navigation on my Pioneer NEX. Uh, if you have an NEX, just plug in your phone. But if you want navigation, like if you have a 42 or a 23 or a 13 or anything yeah. like that. Oh, I like the Boba Fett logo. Oh, cool. yeah, um, then you need the uh, the AVIC U280. U280. That is the add-on navigation, and yes, it is expensive. So be prepared. Yeah, I'd like to hold three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, for three or four hundred bucks. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, yeah, Gerardo. Hey, what's up, Gerardo? Uh, do you guys plan to do any other top five lists? Like you guys did on the radio <laughs> around the Christmas. I like Mike. I uh, can't tell you how many brake lines I've installed from installer screwing through back in the day. Ooh. Yeah, no, I actually had a, one of my guys drill through the firewall of an NSX and clip the brake lines. That was exciting. I had one guy drill through a brake booster. That was exciting. Um, learned Ethan. How, to, learned Ethan. how to repair yeah. brake boosters that, that week. Ethan Harrison say I made it. Yeah, awesome. Um, what else we got? Can we call it a night? Yeah. All right. All right, guys. We're going to call it a night. Uh, thanks okay, for last joining one. us. Okay. Last oh, sorry. Last one. Sorry. Right, sorry about that. Uh, turn on. What is a good backup camera I replaced to a factory backup camera on my 2015 Altima? So, uh, we use our favorite camera is mm -hmm. the uh, Echo Master Tag Cam. Um, it's the thin bar. If you go to echomaster.com, you can check them out. They have about 200 cameras that they have it seems yep. like might be only 100 might be 50 either way they have a whole bunch of cameras up there pretty much any camera that echo master makes is a really nice camera and we've had great success with it you just make a video under uh just make a video of all the under seat installs yeah uh, actually i think we do have one where i, I put a uh, amp underneath the w wrx well, yeah, most of the time, if you watch the Intel Diaries, we go through the process before. Uh, so. But I get what he's saying. We should probably go more in depth about discussing. Like, you know, that's a good idea. Where, yeah. why, where, why, why we're mounting it the way we mount it. Okay, Mario, the last one. What, okay. Where can I find the video if I miss one? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Five star car stereo. Go through the. Um, Everything is usually in a playlist. I try to buy it. So yeah. like this is under. Uh, Facebook Live, uh, there's a YouTube Live playlist, there there's James Install Diaries, um, there's, uh, I, I try to break everything into playlists, so make everything easy, so, but yeah, YouTube channel, everything, if you missed this show, obviously you can go back and rewatch book, or you can wait yeah. till tomorrow, this gets made into an audio podcast, so if you're just going to want to listen to your headphones, that it's going to be available on iTunes, yep. it's available on Google, uh, or Google Music, right? Uh, Android Music, whatever, the music store. 
And then also Podbean. Podbean. So there's three places you can download yep. it as a, and which will be up tomorrow. Yep. Um, Subscribe, of course. We do. Th there's three podcasts that go up. If you're a podcast guy, there's this. There's the Saturday show that's YouTube, and then we do a unique. Now you got to load uh, the camera. I know. We, we do a unique. <laughs> uh, uh, podcast that is just a podcast that yep. goes up uh, Thursdays. Yep. Um, we didn't do one last week. I'm sorry. So there's like three or four of them up now. We just started doing that. Those are getting fun. Um, but yeah, so if you need shirts, five star or Teespring slash store slash five star. Uh, you can find us on Patreon if yep. you want to support the show. There's been a couple new Patreons lately. Thank you. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, we put. This video gets put up on YouTube tomorrow, and your name gets thrown into the credits at the end because that's our way to thank you. Yep. It's not much, but hey, we you know it's something, I yep. guess. Um, and uh, Dean and Fernando's tool, Dean tool, and tool drawer. Yep. And thank you guys so much for joining it. Uh, this is the first time we've done it in the, in install, the install bay, bay and yeah. also used the new equipment. I'm real anxious to see how the recording turned out. Probably oh, yeah. terrible. So yes. you guys have a great night as always, and we will see you later next time. Bye. See you guys on Friday. No, mm -hmm. Saturday. Saturday. We'll see you Saturday.